Gochujang or red chili paste is a spicy, savory, and sweet fermented condiment popular in Korean cooking. It is naturally fermented over years in Changdok or clay pots on an elevated stone platform in the backyard. Luckily for us, we don't need years or a backyard Changdok to develop our Gochujang flavor. Uh, wait, hello. <laughs> Our gochujang is made of four distinct red peppers. Alex is the low-key gochu who believes he's Alex Plus, never been rejected in his life, but forgets the fact that I rejected him in our mother's womb when he wanted to stay as one embryo. Amanda is the sarcastic Ochu, who rejects so much of what I say, it's obvious she's not afraid to hurt my feelings. Fellow Because you don't have any. Yeah, right. What? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, never mind. You have them, but it's not important. Oh my god. Wow, that does not touch on the topic today. Michael is the professional go-to who's lived a full old man's life of rejection oh and regrets. What? <laughs> That's too much, man. And I chat on the spices go-to who grows stronger and stronger with each rejection that I face. And together with the Gochujang gang, four Korean Americans to talk about whatever you please. So today is Amanda's uh, episode and our topic is Sorry, Charlie Day, which is pretty much a rejection day, right? Yeah. So um, the day that we're going to be posting our recording, it's April 6th. It's Sorry, Charlie Day. So you might have guessed from the introduction, but it's a day to recognize that everyone gets rejected sometimes in his or her life. So have you guys heard of Sorry, Charlie before it's supposed to be like a popular catchphrase in the United States, but no. I've never heard of it. Never heard of it. No. Sounds like boomer maybe, language. Uh, so maybe I think I've maybe, probably heard it somewhere. There you go. Yeah, maybe Maddox has. Kind of old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like yeah, maybe it was popular like back in the day. But... <laughs> back in my days. Okay. okay. Yeah, in gotcha. the nineteen seventies. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, Max's era. Mm. My heyday, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, according to the sources I looked into, the phrase comes from a Starkist tuna commercial in the 1970s. So, in the commercial, the main character, Charlie the Tuna, believes he has good taste and wants to be caught by the tuna company. The company, however, rejects Charlie by attaching a note to a fish hook that says, Sorry, Charlie. The reason Charlie is rejected by the tuna company is because the company prefers to catch a tuna that tastes good and not a tuna that has good taste. Huh. Yeah. So I guess the moral of the story here is that Charlie was often rejected, but would keep going with a smile and he never let rejection stop him. So I guess that's where the sorry Charlie catchphrase came from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's commonly used as a response to someone who experienced rejection, but it can be seen as an uncaring response. 
but I didn't really get this commercial and I also didn't really understand how sorry Charlie or yeah just like the commercial itself I just didn't really get how like Charlie was okay or I, I don't know it was it was a weird commercial I put up a YouTube link to it I don't know if you guys had a chance to see yeah I saw it but I, I also don't really understand how this is considered a catchphrase yeah like, I don't why it's even made into a day yeah well I mean you know there are like some like silly national mm-hmm. holidays that are not actual holidays yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> national days but something interesting that I found is that Starkist Tuna is currently owned by Dongwon Industries, which is a South Korea-based con- uh, con- conglomerate. Con- conglomerate? Con- conglomerate. Conglomerate. <laughs> conglomerate. Confuses them. <laughs> <laughs> no, Uh-oh. not again. Anyways, anyways, yeah, Dongwon Industries, Dongwon Chamchi is like the main tuna company mm. in korea so i thought that was pretty interesting i thought sorry charlie was uh first of all talk to Ulitang, but i saw i thought sorry charlie was uh like a reference to charlie brown no no charlie was specifically um refers and charlie specifically refers to charlie to tuna not charlie brown yeah chad are you listening <laughs> i was listening i mean i, yeah. I just when but, i, when but, I heard the you, phrase why do you think they refer to Charlie Brown? Because Charlie Brown is so much more popular. Everybody knows Charlie Brown. And everybody knows Charlie Brown's like a sad, sad boy. So. Oh. It makes Did he get rejected a lot? Did he? I don't know. I don't. I didn't follow the I Peanuts stuff. I, I, yeah, I didn't really watch Charlie Brown. So. Oh, the Peanuts. Oh, I love that growing up. <laughs> oh, God. Back, back in the day. Oh, yeah, back in the day. <laughs> Back of when the Sundays, <laughs> Sunday paper would come. Anyways, I thought it'd be fun to kind of celebrate this day by sharing our rejection stories. It can be anything, um, academic, professional, or any personal stories, and kind of reflect on what we've learned through our experiences and how it's changed us and also how it's impacted us yeah thank you everyone for agreeing to share your rejection stories i know it can be kind of you know um personal but yeah does anyone want to start when did we agree to this what do you mean (laughs) mean? i asked everyone no i don't remember this teacher may i be excused No, you have to do this. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll start off, uh, okay. I guess, just since no one else seems to be jumping at it. In going with my title, I'll talk about like some professional rejection. Oh. Um, so about like two years ago, I quit my previous job because I was just like super fed up with like everything going on. And I kind of did it without like a plan going forward. So like I was like a little like, oh, what am I going to do? And, you know, it's, then I started, you know, just like a basic job search. And so I found like this listing for, I probably shouldn't name their name, but it was, it was like a, a German style beer house. Oh. And yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, that sounds cool. And sometimes like when it comes to stuff like this, I get like worked out in my head, you know, it's like, oh, and then I can do this and this and this, you know, 
how you and, already have like an idea of what you're gonna do once you yeah right <laughs> right and then so i was like super into it i like learned like the menu and stuff and i learned about all these different types of like sausages and german beers and stuff like that and then i did the interview and pretty much like right after it's like yeah we want somebody with like beer experience it's like oh okay oh, no. and so yeah and it's like at the time i was like super worried you know just because like oh this is kind of not that big of a job or anything you know but it's like oh okay and then but it just so happened i just like it didn't take too much longer that when i got my interview for my current job which is zachary's uh -huh. and it's just so silly because like in that job there's like bore like uh, beer boring and stuff like <laughs> so it's, it's like okay cool so like exactly like the big thing they're harping on is like i do anyways you know yeah but Aww. I think the the big thing is like I feel really fortunate because I like my current job a lot and like the environment and all that. And That's good. yeah, so it's definitely you have to like look on the bright side. And also that business, like for COVID, they closed down like last June. So oh. like huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, I mean, there a German word for that. Temporarily. But, like, you know, it's just like, oh, wow. Like, so, like, if I had gotten it, you know, then mm -hmm. I would be, you know, in, like, a terrible spot, you know, right now. So, yeah, it's just yeah. like, it all kind of works out. The world doesn't end, you know. There's going to be different opportunities. And yeah, it's, it's interesting yeah. how sometimes, like, after all these reactions, you look back and kind of, like, it's turned out for the better. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's like. And then I think the big thing I have to work on is, like, that the world doesn't end, you know? You just, mm -hmm. like, just got to work through it. I'm currently doing some more job searching, you know, for something more in my field of study. And the the I got my first rejection, you know, not even, with, you know, with an interview, but that's okay. We're just going to power through it. And I think, you know, like, just, Chad, like, kind of hinted at it in his intro, but, like, every rejection does make you stronger, you know? And mm -hmm. I know it's, it's something I definitely have to work with, because, like, I'm... I used to be, like, a lot worse with it. I'm still not great, but um, it's not, like, you know, life-ending. And I can, uh, yeah, I, I think my previous experiences are going to help me through this current job search, too. Yeah. I mean, I think we all have trouble or have hard time, like, whenever we get rejected from anything, really. But... Yeah, I, I think we just have to keep reminding ourselves that it's just one phase in our life and we just need to keep going. It's, yeah, it's not the end of the world. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we, yeah. Can we do a round of snaps for, for go to Michael? <laughs> thank, you, thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing. Okay, okay. <laughs> Thank you, Charlie. <laughs> oh, okay. Thank you, thank you, Charlie. <laughs> All right. So, Kind of very related when I was first doing my job search out of college, when I came back to the States, I remember it taking a long time, like maybe like a year or so. And so during that time I had to do like unpaid internships and stuff to, at nearby places. Um, but basically I, I probably, I had like a spreadsheet to track all the places I applied to. And I've had, I probably had like hundreds of places on there that I applied to. Mm. And so, like getting getting a rejection without having gone through an interview, or whatever. Like by the time like the first week was over, I was like, whatever, you know. Let me let me focus on trying to get some more applications out there. Mm -hmm. So I, yeah, I remember how hard it was um, when I first tried. 
Yeah. Uh, I, 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 but like in terms of it making me stronger, I'm not too sure if that was true. <laughs> during that oh. time. Okay. It, it, it was a kind of dark time. Oh, um, no. So, but you're in a good place now. Yeah, I'm in a pretty good place now. But yeah, I can see how for other folks, it might be really discouraging, you know, mm-hmm. to get to that point where you're all you're seeing is rejection. And, you know, it's, it's going on for a long time. Yeah. 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 I mean, definitely, like, if you're in that stage of life, and it can it can just seem like it's never ending. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, it's hard to kind of picture your future or where you're going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, yeah, I think it's just really important to kind of remind yourself that eventually this is going to end. And mm. um, one way or the other, I guess. Yeah. Especially yeah. though with job searching and like for entry level jobs, because mm-hmm. on the JD, they'll have, you know, oh, this is entry level, but we want someone with two to five years of experience. Yeah, I always have a hard time understanding. Right after college, I was looking for um, jobs too. And essentially, I was looking into several biotech industries and like some research labs. But the only places I actually got like acceptances or heard back were from just like college research labs because I just had like basic research background Mm -hmm. yeah and most of like the biotech companies i would they would be like even like the entry levels they would be like oh but yeah we want people who's who worked in the industry for like this many years Mm -hmm. but yeah it's like well how do you first start working in the industry (laughs) yeah Yeah, it's, it's funny there's like stories about like jobs posted where it's like they want two to five years experience with like some certain technology that hasn't even been out for that long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's kind of sad. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, go to Chad. You have something that you want to share? Uh-uh. Okay. Should I go first? Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I have kind of, a very long what do you call it kind of long bad relationship with Northwestern University (laughs) so when I was in high school applying for colleges I applied early decision to Northwestern because my brother was going to Northwestern at the time and my parents had moved to the Chicago suburbs area. So I thought it'd be good to kind of like stay close to family. Also, a lot of my friends were already at Northwestern. And my high school, I went, I basically went to this like very nerdy science math high school, but we had specific college counselors who kind of like helped us with college applications. And they keep track of all the that or like of previous students who got yeah they're like test scores and like where they got accepted like where they applied where they got accepted and all of that but basically when I told my college counselor that I wanted to apply early decision to Northwestern he told me oh yeah of course like don't don't even worry about it you're gonna be like it's, it's gonna be okay so the decision day comes and I'm like really nervous. It was actually the day of one of uh, of 
there was an orchestra concert. So it was like right before I got my decision letter and I actually got rejected and I was like really upset mm -hmm. uh, because everyone had told me that I was going to get in mm -hmm. and it's, it's a really small school and there are also other people who apply. So like a lot of people in my class knew the decision had come out. So people actually came to me congratulating me oh, that I got yeah and they're like oh congrats you know so there was like rumor going around saying that I got accepted to Northwestern and I was just like in this really bad state but yes. yeah it, yeah at the time it was like a really big deal like I was like really down like the next day I went to go see my counselor but this other counselor she's not even like supposed to like she she's she wasn't the person who was responsible for taking care of me but she came up to me and she was like i called a northwestern missions because this is absurd like we don't know what happened why you didn't get in blah 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 but i mean obviously like that didn't really help me <laughs> i mean it was nice for them to kind of look into it and see like why i didn't get in but at the end i didn't get in right so um i ended up going to one of my um uh, just like safeties because it was it was in state and i was just like getting a lot of money from them so i was just like okay whatever so i go to college and my sophomore year my roommate at the time we actually went to the same high school too and she was kind of in, in a similar boat as me where she had applied to the schools that she wanted, but she didn't really, she didn't get accepted. And so we both ended up going to this, our, our safety schools. And she decided that she wanted to transfer. So I was like, oh no, she's like the only friend that I have. <laughs> she's transferring. So I was like, okay, maybe I should transfer. And so I started preparing and I made a transfer request to Northwestern. And they rejected me again. And so I was really sad. <laughs> but anyways, I ended up graduating from my undergrad. Um, and it was okay. Like, a couple years forward, I'm applying to grad school. And I apply. The Northwestern was one of the schools that I applied to. You didn't take the hint, the first two hints? Well, I yeah, I thought maybe... You know, I, I think I was a little bitter and I was just kind of, I'm little, um, what do you call when you just really want to prove them wrong. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, I applied to Northwestern. I got an interview offer. So I went there to interview and during the, like during grad, grad school interview weekends, basically you interview with like a bunch of professors um, they kind of like show you around the labs and stuff, but my Northwestern interview went very smoothly. Like I didn't have any trouble with talking to any of the PIs that I interviewed with. And actually, yeah, most of them, I didn't really like, we didn't even talk about science. They were all just like very um, friendly and like sociable. And like one of them, even like he looked at my applications and he was just like, Oh yeah, you know what? It's it's not even like worth it because you're gonna get in anyways. Like looking at the numbers and your applications, you're good. And so he just like gave me a tour of the lab and all. And then I get rejected from 
question after yeah, this piano no. telling me I'm gonna get in. It is all trolling, you know. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Yeah. What'd you so, do? Huh? What'd you do? Did you have like a friend who's like the daughter of the one of the admission people? <laughs> and you kind of I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe I just really pissed someone off in the admissions office. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so that's like my very long hateful relationship that's going on oh, with Northwestern. Hateful. Oh, ongoing. Oh, um, ongoing. I'm I'm thinking about maybe applying to any of the postdoc positions and just rejecting if I get accepted. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> or you just accept and then not go, and then, so now they're like they're missing out on oh. <laughs> Yeah. Anyways, but I mean. Looking back though, I'm I'm pretty happy like where I'm I ended up coming. Um so yeah, Northwestern actually was my first choice. I lived in New York for like two years before starting grad school and I really just missed home and I wanted to be around my close friends. And so I when I was applying for grad school, um I thought if I got accepted to Northwestern, I was gonna go there. But I didn't, and ended, I ended up coming to San Diego. But actually, this school is actually higher mm, mm, higher ranked than Northwestern in the field that I'm like studying, and also it, like gave me an opportunity to live somewhere else. So now I've lived in the Midwest, East Coast, and the West Coast. And, Good for you. Yeah, and I I was able to meet Alex. Uh-huh. I don't know if that's because I moved to San Diego, but yeah, I think looking back, I like definitely when I got rejected um, for early, de- early decision, I was devastated. Like I was like, I don't know where I'm going to go to college. <laughs> like, What am I going to do with my life? But I think I'm doing okay with my life right now. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We have someone else who wants to share their life story now. Oh, is it oh, too no. long? Is my story too long? Long and contentious, just like your relationship with Northwest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, uh, when I was when I was hearing that story, it kind of reminded mm-hmm. me of the whole idea of rejection. Like when you get rejected, you want whatever you got rejected by, no matter what. Yeah. Just just because you want to feel the control, so. I think that's what makes rejection so hard is that it's out of your control. You can't get that that rejected you. Yeah. Uh, did we help hear from Alex? Yeah, I think so. I don't think but it was. A... I, I have something else. I mean, I, I I don't really see rejection as that hard. Oh. Um, if I talk about like my college experience or you know applying experience, so you know I applied to Harvard. You know, I really thought I was going to get in. Everyone was telling me I was going to get in. And oh. then I, I applied early decision. And then I got a maybe back, right? And then later on, I got rejected. And then, <laughs> oh, I felt like, oh, no, where am I going to go to college now that I got rejected from the best school in the whole world? So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay. So I had to go to my safety, UC Berkeley, wow. you know. <laughs> wow. Wow. This Harvard simp in here. <laughs> Uh, can we get no, but, can, I mean, can we get some snaps for Alex in, in the chat? Yeah, give me some snaps. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, Amanda, 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 Amanda. Amanda, yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, I uh, didn't get snaps. Uh, <laughs> no, but I didn't really see it as that stressful or that hard. Uh, 
again, Chad and I, we applied to a lot of schools, actually. Uh, I think, like, the average is, what, eight or so? Mm-hmm. We applied to maybe, like, 15. Whoa. Yeah. That is a, a lot of them were UCs, uh, since that would be, like, in or we were out, out of state, but we it would it would have been like in state after a while for us. Uh, and also, UC Berkeley um, is the best public school in the world, so it, it seemed like a pretty obvious choice to apply to. Uh, but yeah, we applied to a lot of of the best schools in the country, and we got rejected from most of them. <laughs> uh, but we we got accepted to some like like Johns Hopkins and stuff. But like, who wants to live out in what is it, Virginia or whatever? <laughs> nah. Like, California or, or like, you know, New York is, you know, the Northeast. But All right, to our Vir- Virginia listeners, uh, I apologize for the insensitive comments. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Virginia? Like, is it kind of like the South? I, 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 Maddox just gave you an, an opportunity. I gave you an out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, why? Why? I, don't, I don't need the out. <laughs> uh, so, to my sister who lives in Virginia, Uh-oh. I'm sorry for this. <laughs> Uh, oh, uh, oh yeah, yeah. Your Wait, is, is, is Johns Hopkins even in Virginia? Are you just bashing Virginia with <laughs> for no reason? <laughs> Isn't it Massachusetts? Oh, I'm wrong. Oh, no. oh, it's in Maryland. <laughs> Baltimore. Oh, what the wow, heck? we're all wrong. Okay, so like even Anyways. worse than Maryland. Uh-oh. Who wants to live in Maryland? We don't have any Maryland viewers, yeah, so we just bash Virginia for no reason. <laughs> there, there's a good reason. <laughs> Oh no! We'll get to it later. Oh, we will. Your Virginia rejection story. <laughs> what the heck? Did you know someone in Virginia? No, I'm I'm kidding. Oh, lame. Okay. <laughs> How about Chad then? Yeah, go to ah, Chad. Do you ah. want to share your story? I'll share my, my college story. Everybody else is sharing the college story. Uh, so back in high school, there was this one girl who was a year older than us, and she got into Stanford. I don't know if you remember her, Alex, but sort of. But it's not a long time ago. Yeah, but then uh, I thought she was so cool. She had the vibe of like a not quite like goth, but like the outer skirts of it. Like you don't dive into the goth pool, but you kind of like you know use the steps down into the shallow end. She was like there in the the spectrum. Anyways, okay. Was she your first love? Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. I didn't have any like romantic interest in this girl. I just thought she was really like a cool person that I kind of wanted to be like. Okay. Oh. Wow. Yeah. And so she got sent to Stanford, and so then the next year I was thinking, oh man, to UC Berkeley. I don't know. Probably if you get into Stanford, you get into Berkeley, right? Probably not. Probably not because she went to Stanford. <laughs> oh, okay. But anyways, so. Shitty Stanford. Whoa, okay, anyway. So then <laughs> I, I applied to Stanford, and I got rejected. And for some reason, I was so sad about that. I don't know why. It just that, it just kind of showed me that I'm not as cool mm. as that older girl was when she was at, it, at that point of her life. And so I, I went to Berkeley instead. And I, kn- I know I should say, like, you know, oh, no, I have no regrets. You know, Berkeley is just as good, if not better. But come on, Really? Yeah, but you ended up having to spend four more years with Alex. Exactly. Imagine if I went to like another school, I would have been more independent at that point in my life. It would have been better. And also, my hero, Elizabeth Holmes. She went to Stanford. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, but she's a dropout. Exactly. And, and a loser. Oh, shit. And a liar. Oh, no. My hero. And a killer. 
Oh, what the heck? What? I mean, she must be. I'm gonna throw it in there. <laughs> what? In her eyes, man. Those crazy eyes. Oh my. Oh my gosh. Uh, moving on. <laughs> okay. But... Um, okay. <laughs> so, on the note of college rejections, um, I'm sure everyone heard about the Operation Varsity Blues. It was a big scandal in 2019 regarding college admissions bribery so so college seats are not actually that scarce in the united scarce sorry (laughs) scarce in the united states except at a very few universities which became selective on purpose for an added benefit of increasing an institution's prestige so the more students who apply and the fewer students who get in, the more selective an institution becomes and subsequently the more prestigious. So in this scandal, parents were basically willing to do anything to game the system to get their kids the social advantages that come from attending these prestigious schools, not because of the education, but yeah, basically because of the legitimation of social positions that comes with attending these prestigious schools, basically. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we, we talked a lot about our experiences with college rejections. And I watched a documentary on Netflix regarding the scandal that came out pretty recently. Mm-hmm. And they show, like, the parents who are part of this um, scandal, but they also show clips of students who look at their decision letters and realize that they got rejected. And it was just like a really sad moment. Like they they were like the family or themselves, they were videotaping themselves. Why would they do that? Just to like, you know, keep like a memorable moment, I guess. Of when they were let down? Well, they didn't know they were going to be let down. But I mean, I mean they're recording just, it, they're uh, assuming the, 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 the that they're going to be accepted. The was basically, it was just like That's showing. Just kind of arrogant. It was a showing that these other people were not getting accepted. Well, you can't you can't say that it's because of them, but you see these students who tried really hard, who thought that they had a good chance of getting accepted to school and get devastated by the fact that they didn't get it. And they're on the other hand, there are the other students who have successful parents who just basically bribed the school for the students to get in. Well, I thought I was going to get accepted to Harvard. Well, your parents, I guess, weren't successful enough. Oh, what? <laughs> what? I what? I didn't know you are going to go there. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, that, uh, that's what we're talking about right now. Oh, okay. A few things. You mentioned that these other kids who didn't get accepted to these schools, you know, were obviously, they feel like they're wrong because these other kids who cheated or their parents cheated to get them in, you know, took their spot. But then I feel like they probably weren't the type of kids who were going to get accepted in the first place if they're recording themselves <laughs> opening their acceptance letters. Is this kind of like a showing their character to me? Uh, uh, that's just for me. And also, secondly, <laughs> this whole scandal is about the bribery like that these parents and coaches and whatever do to get these kids into these prestigious schools but some of these schools i would not consider prestigious like like usc university of second choice 
<laughs> is that really? So I, I think you're uh, being. I think you're being arrogant. I'm the mean arrogant one now. Uh, yeah. What, I mean, what I, other school I, was I, there? There was there was Stanford too, which is you know, obviously it was a lot of Stanford. Yeah, I feel like it was a lot of the UC schools. No. No. Okay. No, well, not UC Berkeley. We're, we're like okay. the golden standard. So <laughs> the purpose of this session was so that we can talk about how um, the prestige of the schools don't really show better education or anything. Um, you can get good education wherever you go and you shouldn't be let down. But I feel like Alex is just promoting <laughs> these like prestige, like pre- prestigious schools right now. You're going off on the rails. Well, I mean, you mentioned that the parents will do anything to help these their kids get into these these schools because not just because of education, but because of the social advantages, like yeah. the who you meet aspect and stuff. Yeah, I just like where you would end up. And... Yeah, and, and that comes with these the prestige, right? Yeah, but don't you think that's um, that's something that should change? Not really. Like, I, mean, I, I feel like I feel like people equal. aren't given equal opportunities, right? In, in like where they're accepted to college. Yeah, I feel like getting accepted to college isn't. I feel like you can have the same application, but with some luck or whoever's on the admissions committee or whatever, you just don't get accepted. Whereas someone with the exact same status you might get accepted. I feel like the whole system is a little off. Hmm. Yeah, I can definitely see that. I mean, yeah, there's gonna be some luck involved, and yeah. So, like, who, of- whoever got into a more prestigious school might end up doing better later on versus someone who didn't, even though they were at the same level before. Same level. I mean, there's so many different factors that they're probably looking at in the admissions committee. <laughs> Why are you making that face? <laughs> Okay, then how important is it to get into a good school? I mean, it's obviously very important. Otherwise, these families, they wouldn't have spent doubt, like hundreds of thousands or millions, whatever. Yeah. Well, basically, I just disagree with Gochi Alex in that we should embrace the prestigiousness of the schools. I don't know. I don't even know if that's a word. But basically, these, these schools are making themselves very selective on purpose to make their names known. And there's this like set of like Ivy Leagues that everyone just wants to get into. But if you talk to like other people or there's like a research that I read when I was like applying to grad schools and stuff, but there is really no difference in the education that you get. Unless you're going to like a community college, then yeah, that's that's a big difference. But if you are going to a four-year universities, then you should be getting a good enough education for to be for you to be successful later in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think college in America, it doesn't really matter which college you graduate too much compared to other countries. But I think other countries is it's it's the same it's the prestige right i know like in korea it's also very important like you want to get into like Seoulde or yonsede or like those like big name schools because it comes with the benefits of getting better jobs later on 
But so, but shouldn't there be some kind of difference between the schools so that the students that work the hardest get rewarded? Uh, but it, like, I think the point is that like it's not necessarily the people who work the hardest get into you know whatever school. Just like, just like with Amanda's Northwestern story, you know, like by the numbers, right? She should have gotten in. Everybody said she should have gotten in. You know, she just didn't for whatever reason. You know, so it's it's not really like rewarding or punishing like like or i guess rewarding people who work the hardest because that's kind of the point is like it's a a bit arbitrary of who gets in uh with like you know the uh, admissions and all that yeah because there's really no set guidelines right it it depends on the admissions um committee and admissions committee can change too so like Maybe like this year they're accepting these type of people and the next year they're looking for something else. So there's really, I feel like there's no set standard. And yeah, yeah, I think I just really wanted to ask, like, is it really worth all the competition and stress? Like coming out of high school or like it's your junior, senior year, like is it really worth all that stress? Oh, Um, definitely not. Yeah. Yeah, because Alex and I, we... All we did was study middle school, high school, and went to Berkeley. And I'm not saying other people went to Berkeley didn't deserve to get in, but I'm saying like I could have studied a lot less and went to UCLA and been fine. Not to say that UCLA is bad, but it's not as good as Berkeley. <laughs> we could have studied a lot less and still gone to Berkeley too, because I mean we took 17 AP classes, and then I think people nowadays like they consider like five AP classes a lot. And so, I mean, we, we, all we did was study, like Chaz says. So if I, if I were to have kids, I wouldn't push them to like, just study all the time. You know, I would just, I would tell them just to do their best and then do what they're passionate in, because that's like what kind of makes them who they are. And so if they're doing, you know, whatever, whether it's sports or art or whatever, do you go join those, those organizations and clubs and excel there. As long as they're still putting the effort in their schoolwork, I don't see an issue. And whatever school they get into, that's kind of where they belong. I don't want them to to study their butts off and then you know have to bribe the admissions officers at at like some Ivy League school or whatever and have them get in and have them struggle to to compete against their peers, right? So I mean, you said that the educational level in these schools are all the same or at least in all four-year high school, four-year colleges but i feel like sure that that might be the same but the the level of the academic like level of these other your peers in the school is was what's was what makes up the education that you're receiving you know so you go to an unnamed or no-name four-year university in virginia okay <laughs> Compared to, oh, compared to, you know, a uh, higher tier UC or school or whatever, the, the the people you're going to school with are going to be are going to differ vastly. And also, the professors and you know researchers they're all attracted to the schools with more prestige as well. So I think that also plays into um, like more educational opportunities for students who go to those schools. I mean, maybe if it, even if it's not, you know, for undergrad folks, it's definitely for graduate students and such. Uh, yeah, I was, I was just going to mention, like, for the undergrad, like, it doesn't really matter, like, 
some of like the, the most like you know renowned professors and stuff it's more for like the research and like you know the upper division stuff or like not upper division like uh a graduate students more so than just like a random undergrad class right yeah yeah well i think i think my main problem with this whole um college ranking system is that uh we're just thinking these schools are more prestigious than other schools because there's more selective because more people just want to apply because of their name value and the schools are not accepting as much as many people and in turn that makes them what we call a prestigious school not because of like the different education opportunities that they provide i think that's my main issue with the ranking system i I can definitely see that yeah because it's like kind of a feedback loop Mm -hmm. um because they are these established things you know so people want to go there and then it becomes selective and it becomes prestigious because of that, you know, Mm -hmm. and you know, it's, there's definitely, yeah. Like level of academic excellence, you know, there, but it's not like, it's like the prestige pushes it to like outside of where it should be. I guess, like, I guess I'm just saying that they're overrated. (laughs) I, I agree. I think, yeah, I agree with Maddox. And I don't know if it's because I, I'm still in school, but I guess, yeah, I guess when I was choosing grad schools, I was mainly looking into like good research labs or places where I can, I get like good, like research opportunities and stuff, not looking at their name values as much, but yeah, just like the opportunities that I would get. So it's kind of sad, sad. Thinking that people would just like want to apply to a good name value colleges, um, just so that they can get a better like social position later on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I really, I really feel like what you end up doing should reflect on, um, how much you like that job, or basically how much effort you've put into it, not due to this high named school that you went to i don't know and the connections that you made yeah i I can definitely see that because it's like like i said like i think they're it's overvalued but at the same time like getting like once you get in like you are kind of set Mm -hmm. air quotes because like the like the average grade at like harvard is like it's like 4.0 almost i forget exactly but it's like it's not rigorous difficulty yeah but there is like definitely advantages Mm -hmm. you know just like based on that name recognition yeah so so like i say it's overrated but at the same time like if you graduate there you know you got it Mm -hmm. pretty set you know so is it really overrated it's just like this i guess quality of education maybe you know i think that might be blown out of proportion yeah but for like financially socially maybe not which is yeah Mm -hmm. where all the competition comes from yeah, I think it's just, yeah, like you said, like a bad feedback loop. But I mean, I, I think I just wanted to tell our listeners, like if you're applying to colleges or whatever right now, I feel like I actually ended up doing better at my undergrad because I got more opportunities because I was one of the better students in my 
undergrad class, I guess. And like, if I were, if I were to have gone to Northwestern, I feel like it would have just been in a very competitive like environment. Yeah, it's kind of hard to predict how I would have done there. But anyways, so that's pretty much kind of what I said, right? Like the level of education you're receiving is gonna be reflected by the rest of the students that you're in class with. Uh, not necessarily. Like you can do other stuff. You could find research opportunities, internships. Uh, I don't think it's like. I mean, it's different to be sure, but I don't think it's like necessarily make or break. Like, so I'm not trying to disagree with anything anyone's saying, but I feel like you're you're taking away from the students who do get accepted to Harvard, you know, Princeton, Yale, whatever, by saying that the education they're receiving is is no better than. Uh, education someone receives from University of, I don't know, any whatever school. Uh, well, I, I'm just trying to say that I personally think as a person who's gone through all these like multiple cycles of admissions, it's not worth the stress. Mm, yeah. And then that's, we agree with you. Yeah. That's definitely not worth the stress of trying to make it into these prestigious schools. But it, yeah, it's not a perfect system, right? And like you said, it's up to the schools uh, in terms of who they accept. Yeah, I like, I'm, I'm not saying like, yeah, definitely like there's going to be these top tier schools are going to have like a better quality of education and stuff and infrastructure and all that. I'm not taking that away from it, but it's not like to the degree that it's made out to be. I don't, I don't believe personally. Mm, yeah, I think so too. I think a lot of people you meet that come from these schools, they're no different than other people that you meet. So I guess my view is that I think it's more important to kind of figure out what you want to do in life rather than aiming for high name value school. So because oh um, yeah, I agree with you there. Yeah, for sure. depending on which college within your college you're applying to, like which field of studies that you're applying to, there's different admission stats too. Mm-hmm. And so I know some people. Some people will sometimes like just apply undecided because they know that the field that they want to get into is, you know, more competitive. Or so like some people will just apply undecided to a high named value school because they know it's going to be a little less com- competitive compared to if they were to apply to like a specific field or whatever. Yeah, so I feel I feel like instead of putting the focus on where you're going to college, it should be more what you want to study mm-hmm. in life. But I think it's unfortunate that people have to make that decision at such a young age. Mm-hmm. Like it's ridiculous. Like when I was growing up, I knew nothing but like science, math, and yeah, like that. And that's all that my parents would like really focus on, or like they give get us tutors for those. Mm-hmm. And so that by the time I'm in high school, like I'm trying it, I'm doing my best in all those fields, and and I go to college, I'm expected to study biology of some sorts but i didn't even do that right <laughs> I, I, uh-huh. I graduated with a film degree at from berkeley which when i think about it, it's kind of a waste i should have went to a school in socal somewhere instead and it would have probably been better for me so yeah i think it is like usc like usc <laughs> yeah yeah it's definitely it's about what you want to do in life and what you want to study is more important than the school prestige and like you got to go to this school because this school is good mm-hmm. so I wish I had known that back then. Yeah. Because I did get accepted to... I didn't apply to USC, but I did apply to uh, UCLA, and I got accepted there. 
mean, mm-hmm. of course, like I said, they're Berkeley. So, anyways, so that took a shameless UCLA dunking. I should have gone to UCLA instead. I think that's one. It's not really a regret, but it's more like a like if I saved my life at that point and went to UCLA and see how it went. I don't think it would have been. It may may would have been better. I don't think it would have been worse. You know. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And that, but then, um, in terms of romantic rejections, I mean, there's a ton, but I'll get to those a little bit later. Let me spin off to this fun segment. All right, just give me a second. Oh God, this is embarrassing. Oh, I'm bringing yeah. spicy back. Yeah. Hey. Oh. Okay, so this segment is <laughs> this segment is called "Bringing Spicy Back." It's where we yeah, touch like back it. upon upon hot topics from previous episodes, and we continue the discussion. So, oh, sweet! Wait, are you no, spicy, <laughs> sweet and spicy. So, and for this for this segment, I'm bringing back our discussion about you. I know it got kind of kind of heated a bit, and. I did say that I hated the show after two episodes, mm-hmm. but I want to update our listeners. I love it. Love, love yeah. the show. <laughs> love the wow. show. Number one show. <laughs> so what happened was I gave it another chance and I finished uh-huh. the first season in a night. You did? Yep. And after that, I watched the second season uh-huh. and I finished that in a day. Oh, you finished it already? Yeah. Loved it. Loved the show. Um, you like the twist? Oh, the twist! Yeah, the twist is. I thought I thought the twist was like at the very beginning of the season, but it was at the end, and so it's like even better. It was like two twists for me, and um, yeah, it, it was such a good. I, I don't know, it's such a good show, but it it reminds me of like a video game, like a, a one of those novels where you play through and you like you pick like what the character should say because the character speaks to himself all the time. I recommend everybody to watch you or you, you guys, Alex and Michael, should watch it. Okay. Because actually, in terms of the reason why I bring this up too is because it kind of relates to our topic today about the Sorry Charlie. So there's a lot of rejection involved in it. The character gets rejected. He rejects other people. And it's all about like, like romantic re- rejections. <laughs> and throughout the show, I realized that there's always someone out there who's a better fit for you. No matter how, like, the show depicts it very well. I know it's such a show, but still... Yeah, I, I I think it. There is no such thing as the one for anyone, but there's such thing as people who are a better match for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel uh, like Chad should be the spokesperson for all the dating apps out there. There's someone better out there for you. There's always oh, someone better. Let's see that that's But then that kind of it's not the same. Uh, dating apps. I don't I don't agree with dating apps because that's the issue with it is that they they promote that idea that there's someone's better out there for you when really a healthy relationship is about. Both parties putting in the equal amount of work into it, no matter how of a match you guys are. But I'll get to that later. Uh, so then with this segment, I wanted to show that I support just the idea of the show. Okay, so I'm going to I'm gonna do a little bit of a skit here. So <laughs> this, <laughs> this scene. Still going. <laughs> oh, should I stop? No, no, go, go, go. Okay, the, the scene is interior in a cafe. Okay, because... Uh-huh. Uh, before I meet girls, I kind of go on all like Joe on them too. That's a joke. What you call what? All Joe on them. 
Uh, only you people would get that, Alex. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I heard. For some reason, I heard all drool on the. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so he does like, that too. <laughs> okay, here we go. <clears throat> Well, hello there. Who are you? <laughs> Based on your vibe, tech, your top is zipped. You're not here to be flirty, but those Lululemons, they're tight. What? <laughs> Yoga? <laughs> but your shoes scream runner. Huh, not just your shoes. You don't mind a little attention. Okay. I bite. You're not the standard sweet-loving bell sipping fraps you never finish. Too radiant for a cup of tea, what will you drink? You sound humble, like you're embarrassed about your successes, but you're missing something. Me. Another factor in your busy life to be humble about. We never met, but I know I'm right for you. We were meant to be. It was written in the stars. Or in my case, splattered bloody on my shirt underneath my jacket. But either way, it's fate. And judging from your cafe au lait, you believe in fate. Okay. I don't want to see you anymore. <laughs> okay, so for, for people who haven't watched you, Chad just um, basically... He was playing a role of a stalker. Yes, that's it. I was playing the role of a stalker. Don't get confused. I'm not actually a stalker. (laughs) Yeah, but let's make sure that you're not promoting the idea of stalking. (laughs) (laughs) No, of course not. But on that note, uh, so rejection, job rejections, it's hard. But I think the most painful rejections that people can get is romantic rejections. Or is that, am I the only one who thinks that? Oh, you're probably right. Probably right? Yeah, I guess romantic relate or romantic rejections is harder because it involves more emotions. Yeah, it involves, definitely involves more emotions. And there's a sense that like you need this person to live after a point. Hmm. So if they leave then it feels like you're not going to be able to survive. It's like there's that instinct. You mm. can't survive without them. Why? Are you like a dog? Like you need someone to keep you alive? Are you going to be able to survive without me, Alex? Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not not I mean... trained enough yet. <laughs> I don't know if I agree with that. But, yeah, if I keep going. No, no, I don't want to say anything. No, I'm, no, keep going. I'm, I'm, I'm out of here. <laughs> Um, okay, well, let's, let's take a break. In a world where fast food burger joints are underpriced and overrated, have you ever ordered a burger from Shake Shack and thought, $8 for a double-double? Am I paying enough? Do you ever get a craving for a fast food burger that actually knows its value? We're here at the Goat's Jung Gang. We're proud to support Shake Mansion, the burger chain that knows its worth. Cruise into our state for a Korean-style chicken burger done right, complete with crispy gochujang, 
goodness at fifteen dollars a piece. Try our Korean style Korean BBQ beef burger for the price of an actual Korean BBQ meal. And for our vegans out there, we have our Korean style japjae burger that tastes japjae <laughs> japjae <laughs> burger that tastes just like your Korean friend's mom's Thanksgiving japjae. <laughs> more money, more appropriation, more house. Shake Mansion, the fast food burger chain that knows its value. And for a limited time, we have our Korean style samgyeopsal pork burger for more than forty bucks. Hurry and get a taste of the authentic samgyeopsal pork before all the Koreans in your area take your food. Wow. <laughs> Wait. So they have a double double at Shake Shack. Or are you thinking of In and Out? They have a double. They have a double. Okay. He's just using the lingo. Yeah. I'm a, uh... Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. We're back. Kochujang gang. All right. So more rejection stories. I guess Gochu Alex has some romantic rejections that he want to share. Oh. Uh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> Does he want to? I don't know. Well, I, asked, I asked Amanda if she wanted me to talk about this stuff, and she said, yeah. So. I mean, I, I said, okay, if you want to. I mean, I'm not forcing anyone to share their rejection I mean, it's not stories. like I want to, it's, but it's I thought I'd make it more spicy if we share some rejection stories that are not related to work or school. Well, these are personal stories, so if you don't feel comfortable, you don't have to share them. <laughs> no, I, I, feel, don't, I don't know. I feel more what, than comfortable. What? I don't oh, know. Okay. Do you feel comfortable? I already know. Okay, so okay. That's so, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, let me Amanda doesn't have any rejection stories. No, 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 I'm talking about Alex's stories. My story. I know, but it's just so amazing. Amanda, wow. I, I mean, she, I was, she says that. I wish I was more like Amanda. We'll never really know, you know? <laughs> So my rejection story, I dated this girl who was eight years younger than, than me. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh my I know. God. I know. Basically, I, I was like oh. a celebrity. Is he saying you're saying he's like he's a celebrity? Wait, no. you're making a comparison that you're G-Dragon now? What? Yeah. Well, oh. isn't the age difference there even oh my bigger? God. No, I think it's eight years. Eight years? Okay, yeah. So yeah, I'm 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 your tea dragon. Okay, we've been over I this. We're You're not. Jimmy. I mean, not really, but. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, she was finishing up her last year in university. Wow, what a baby! <laughs> so actually, I did feel a little bit of that of like some age gap. Yeah, age gap. Uh, but you know, I went along with it and. <laughs> So we went out for maybe around three weeks or so. And actually, I, I had the feeling that she liked me a lot more than I liked her. <laughs> um, but then towards the last week, there was like this, I got this sign from her that uh, I should have picked up on earlier. But during that whole week, she was like ignoring my messages <laughs> and she like didn't want to hang out anymore. Mm. Like she would say like, oh, I, I'm, I'm going out with some friends uh, after work you know, and stuff. So I was like, okay, you know, and then at, finally at the end of the week, you know, she came out and we got dinner and then she was just like quiet the whole time. I mean, she was a, she was a pretty quiet girl to, to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and then she just mentioned that she wanted to stop seeing each other. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I mean, sure. I mean, that's like kind of the feeling I got anyways. Mm-hmm. Were you heartbroken? No, I wasn't actually. I was the way I see it. 
it was more her loss than mine. <laughs> okay. And, and Where does this confidence come from? No, it's not even confidence. Okay. Like, because I did nothing wrong. Like, I, I, I did everything that's okay. How, how do I put this? I was a good date mm-hmm. in every, every possible way. Like I didn't like take advantage of her in any way or make her feel uncomfortable anytime. Mm-hmm. You know, I did we did stuff that she wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we split meals, you know, once in a while, so it wasn't always me paying too or her paying. Um, Maybe that was the problem. Look, <laughs> <laughs> like, she insisted. Okay, wouldn't it be like worse for me to like, no, I'm paying for everything? Did you ask three times? Oh, That's no. our rules. <laughs> no, I, I didn't do that. Uh, but basically, yeah, that's what happened. Uh, and so, yeah, I wasn't heartbroken about it or anything. And then, and to even like to show that afterwards, um, Chad and I, we went to get ice cream at, at Ghirardelli, which is pretty popular in San Francisco. And yeah, we got our own Sundays and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then like, I was just eating my Sunday, and Chad's like, oh, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm okay. Why? What's wrong? You know, people usually eat ice cream after they break up because it's supposed to make them feel better. Oh, I mean, I didn't, it's not that I needed to cheer up. And oh, Chad I remember now that day. I was about to say I don't remember, but now I remember. Like, Alex is like, hey, Chad, you want to get some ice cream? <laughs> very, very. Like yeah. And like, you know, he yeah, never so- wants to go, go out to get like stuff like that. Yeah. But then like that was like just like the, the mark, like the end mm-hmm. of this relationship for okay. me. But then Chad was thinking that. Like, I needed more comforting or anything, but I never mentioned it again. It never bothered me. And so, yeah. Oh, so what I wanted to say was that even with, like, the whole college uh, applications and rejections. Oh, wait, what the hell's going on? Uh, well, for me, like, my story about my applications, uh, my rejections from Harvard and their loss and me getting rejected by this 22-year-old girl and her loss. <laughs> I mean, basically... I never felt like I never felt depressed or down about any of these rejections. And in fact, I always saw it as a good sign. So psychopath in the making. <laughs> no, but listen, just shut up and listen. Huh? No I, no emotions? I, no feelings? Oh my god. By getting rejected from Harvard and the like, I end up going to the to to UC Berkeley where I met friends like go to Michael and <laughs> like, you know, John, Angela. Who said you wouldn't have met friends in Harvard? Yeah, but these are people. And they would have been they would have been way more academic. Yeah, they would have been uh, <laughs> not I don't know about academic, but like a different just different class of folks, right? And I'm I'm very happy with the group of friends I've made now. Oh, these are like you better than us? You're saying your your fake Harvard friends are better than us? <laughs> what? <laughs> I didn't say that. Uh that'd be and, more privileged? What? No, no and, and, well, I mean, maybe, yeah, there's a lot of uh, maybe. generational a- attendance, right, at these schools. There's a term for it, I forgot. But So you don't like money. What are you talking about? You don't like that old money. Anyways, in the same vein, <laughs> being being rejected by this young, immature girl, I was able to go oh. and meet Amanda. Why, what was the immature part for? That was uncalled for. Uh, wh- whatever, okay? So I'm saying that I never saw rejection as a negative thing. I always saw it as like an opportunity for, uh, for myself to kind of go out and and see other paths. That's interesting because Gochu Alex is usually very pessimistic. I am very pessimistic. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm I'm glad that you see 
things in a positive ways. Oh, just like on a very pessimistic note, you know those those parents who are part of their of the Operation Varsity Blue scandal.、Mm-hmm. You know how they only got like a few weeks or a few months in in jail. Yeah, that's like what the fuck is that? Yeah, like does that、uh, I, like they should have been in jail for a lot longer than that? Really? Yeah, but why? Why are you talking about why? They're they're basically trying to run the world with their money. Oh man, I don't. Oh, I don't know. This is another topic. Like how how much time do you think they deserve? Jeez,、oh, uh, like a few years. Oh, jeez, I don't know. I mean, and then what about the kids? Let's a lot of them apparently didn't know about what their parents were doing, but. Do you think they deserve to continue staying at these colleges? Yeah, I feel like that's like the main thing. With if we were going back to this college、uh, Operation Varsity Blues scandal, I mean, definitely the parents deserve to deserves to get reprimanded for what they've done. But for kids, it's kind of it's unfortunate because the parents wanted them to go to these schools, and、uh, it sounded like for some parents. They did it without their children knowing. So after all these, like the scandal broke out, that's when the kids found out. And I feel like I would, I would have been like devastated if I had known that I didn't get into whatever school based off your own merit. Yeah. Yeah, but my pessimistic view is that the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Oh.、So. That、so these kids, they're gonna still think that they deserve to have gone to these schools. That's that's my how I think. You know, and I, then probably, I know you know. this is not popular, but I agree with with Gochu Alex's comment. I think,、yeah. really? I think it's like back in the olden days, but you have like a, a servant to the king, and he、mm-hmm. messes up and he gets killed, right? And then after that, they kill their whole family. I think that's what has to happen. Well, yeah, because they're. Their kids would have been horrible servants too. Yeah, put them <laughs> put them all in jail for years yeah, is, is what I'm is saying. But what, what's this dictator chance? This、though? is extreme. That's an extreme case. But what I'm saying is that these kids, well, I mean, they live, they grew up with so much privilege already. They probably don't even realize like、mm. they have all this privilege,、mm. and they think themselves like, oh, I deserve to be here. And then that's how they'll probably continue living their lives. Just look at the sentence that they gave the parents. They gave them vacations, pretty much. Okay, <laughs> to to jail or prison. Okay. okay, what? Wait, I think Alex, your your view is a little bit different. You're hurting your your argument when you say that it's not, it's not a vacation. Going to jail is not a vacation. It's like it's like a different experience for these folks. Okay, they're 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 learning something. Oh, <laughs> it's not changing their lives a whole lot. Okay, a few weeks in jail.、Hmm. Anyways. Anyway, should we go back to、um, romantic rejections? <laughs> yeah, I want to hear some of Coach、uh, uh, Michael. Me too.、Chad. I want to hear some of Coach Michael's too. Oh man, I'd rather not. I don't feel comfortable, man. Okay, that's okay. Then why、I'm, are you on the podcast? Thank you. thank you to get backed up by my. Hey, I'm in charge of this episode, and I、mm-hmm. said only share whatever you're comfortable with. Hmm. So it's okay. Okay, it's okay. I want to hear、you. some of what you Amanda's. Then there are none. She said there are none. <laughs> none. That's hard to believe. Like as a human being, you're saying you're God. You're a goddess. <laughs> <laughs> also, okay. 
Okay, so I I feel like I was never really the person to initiate anything. I think that's why I don't really have a rejection story. But I did have a very hard past relationship. Oh, do do we want to get into this? Yeah, I don't I don't know. Yeah, it, it was like it was kind of similar to what Chad has mentioned earlier, where like I dated for I I was in a relationship for a very long time, and so it was kind of hard to get out of that relationship, even though I knew that it was bad for me, because because I spent so much time with this one person, I it felt like I was like I wasn't really sure how my life would be like without that person, but I'm glad that I'm out of the relationship. Like I like the moment that I actually like broke free i feel so relieved yeah but that yeah i guess i guess that's kind of my rejection story wow but it's not even really a rejection story because i actually broke up with the guy but i'm just saying that it was it was a hard relationship for me to yeah. stay in well, it's yeah. still it's kind of a very story like on the other side i was gonna say that this is still another powerful message from amanda so her first one being about not having to stress too much over college, but a second one being about, you know, know your own worth in, in a relationship and you don't have to feel stuck in one. Thank you. All right. Go to Chad. Do you have something that you would like to share? Uh, Wait, which one does he pick? There's so oh, many. No. Well, I don't think I, I want to share any because it's, um, yeah, I don't know if I should share. But I will say that, like, the reason so have- why, what? I mean, have they made made you stronger? You said these rejections make make you stronger. Yeah, they do. But you have to put in the work to make yourself stronger after you after it happens. It's not like they automatically make you stronger by being rejected. You have to realize you have to put yourself in a place like how Alex does, where he thinks like you know, oh yeah, that's fine. You have to put in yourself in that place, and then you work on yourself to be better, so that next time when you get rejected, it doesn't hurt as much. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, I'm glad you said that because when you and like Michael were saying that, oh, it makes you stronger after you get rejected, I didn't really see the connection there. No, it's not an automatic thing. You have to still work for it. But yeah, I, I don't think I should share like a specific story. But I will say that with online dating and with how connected the world is now, it makes finding a genuine connection kind of hard. You might think it, it shouldn't because you have so many options now and they're like at the touch of your fingertips. But that's what makes it so hard is that now people see, they try to search for someone who's the absolute best for them and they have like the best qualities of everybody else combined into one person. When that's, you know, doesn't that doesn't exist. So then when they meet someone and they have an argument or an issue with them, like even if it's something small, a lot of people now, they think it's easier to just give up and just search for someone else because there's so many other people out there waiting for them on these dating apps and mm. so it just gives people countless of like options to search for an illusion rather than work with someone who they they ha- they could work with but they are they label them as a problem because of some issue they have and so also with the online culture is that people have now they have more of an instant gratification mindset Mm-hmm. Right. With social media, especially that kind of uh, promotes that idea that people need to have that instant gratification that they meet someone. It's something that's destined to be this definitely them. 
Yeah, I definitely agree that relationship is something that two people really need to like. They really need to like work together on. Uh huh. It's not something that you can, you know, like you see it. Like no one's perfect, you know. Alex is perfect. (laughs) But, (laughs) But even if you see something that you don't like, you have to yeah realize that there might be something of my quality that the other person doesn't like too you know so it's it's something that you you have to work together on mm-hmm. so yeah i agree with you on that but going back to my like story like even so i think it's also important that after you've put in enough work and it's not working out that I think it, it's really important to realize that too. Hmm, that's when some, that point is. Yeah, sometimes I just not, it just not gonna work. And yeah, I think from my experience, I definitely learned like how, or like what kind of person that I would, that I would like to be with in the future. Like, I think I learned more about myself, which is also very important. I think I was trying to, you know, like change, change myself a lot just to be in that relationship. But I wasn't happy because of that. Like it wasn't really who I was. So after I ended that relationship, I had more time to myself to just kind of like realize like what I liked and what kind of person I really am and was able to meet someone who actually you know, likes me for who I am. So I think, yeah, I think there comes a point where just you have to like, yeah, just realize that sometimes, yeah, you do have to put in enough work, but sometimes it might not work. Yeah, so it's like the old adage to be yourself. Yeah. That's like the best you can do in terms mm-hmm. of, you know, when you meet people. Yeah. Yeah. And but, but what Chad said kind of made me think of the Black Mirror episode. Mm-hmm. Right, they had the the dating um, one, and they match you with oh, people. Oh yeah, and then they'll tell you like how long that relationship will last uh-huh. until finally you meet the one you're supposed to be with. Yeah, I wonder if that's like if that's like what these people need <laughs> in order to you know choose who they want to date and stuff. Because mm-hmm. the way that Chad makes it sound, it sounds like all these youngins now are going to be like really weak in their like actually like the serious dating. Mm-hmm. you know casual dating was whatever but they want to like seriously date yeah. yeah i mean there are there's definitely more people nowadays too who prefer not to get married you know like they who prefer just to live on their own for the rest of their lives so i think yeah i think it, it like the culture is definitely changing okay moving on to the gochujang recipe of the week so I brought osam bulgogi, which is ojingo samgyeopsal bulgogi, which is <laughs> squid, um, and pork belly bulgogi. So it basically, it's a it's a spicy bulgogi um, with pork belly and squid in it. So it's squid, pork belly, and then onions, scallions, or any other vegetables that you like. And for the sauce, it's Sugar, soy sauce, minced garlic, fish sauce, red pepper flakes, and gochujang. Um, so I thought this was like a good recipe to choose for this week because, you know, rejections are hard. 
and Koreans like to relieve their stress with spicy food. So I, I wanted to bring something extra spicy. Nice. Uh, yeah. Okay. So yeah, I, I have a couple, like just two fun facts that are kind of related to everything that we've talked about. So fun fact number one, a study of the dating app Tinder found that there are more than 1 billion swipes per day, but only 12 million result in a match. So that kind of also show, or like goes back to what Chad said. It's, it's kind of hard to meet the one on dating apps. Wow. Yeah. Is that, uh, what is that? One out of a hundred? Yeah. One, one out of a thousand billion million. That's 10 million. Oh, hundred. I thought you're supposed to be the smart one. Did, one, we, did we lose Michael, by the way? <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> no, I'm here. Hello. Uh, okay, quick math. Uh, I took like a advanced level calculus at UC Berkeley. Uh-huh. Pretty sure I'm right. Ooh, advanced level. Yeah, it was like, it was like math 54 or 53. Oh, uh, that's 1.2%. Yeah, one out of 100. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> okay, maybe you should go and get PhD. I know, I I'll, should. I'll stay home. The more, the more I the interact with you, the more I'm like, I could do what you do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you go dissect some bread brains. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, and then fun fact number two, the average job seeker will face 24 rejections before they get to their acceptance. Oh. So. Almost there. Yeah. So you just have to keep going. If you haven't like gotten to your 24th rejection yet, then you're okay. Well, well the problem with this number is what if they get past, uh, you know, 25, then they're going to start feeling, you know. Oh, it, it's an average. So there could be some more mm-hmm. and some okay. less. It's yeah. average is 25. Okay. Yeah, so I'm gonna get it on the first, you know, so I can go like 48 and still feel good, right? Oh, yeah. actually, now that you mentioned that, that's exactly what happened to me. So oh, yeah? my, my first story, I mentioned that I probably applied to like hundreds mm-hmm. and got rejected. But then most recently, I only applied to one job and I got oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's possible. Cool story. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, let's move on to our jang jang jang. Jang jang jang. Jang jang. So I this is kind of a downer, but I, I couldn't really come up with a good one. So out of the three, choose your worst rejection. So one, college admissions. Two, job. Three, dating. Mm. I would say... Hmm. Well, I mean, you don't, you haven't really had a job before. <laughs> uh, yeah, I still got my, what is it? W2? Your best? Text. That's like a, is, isn't that? No. It's like I, part I of your got... college stipend. No, I, I, I had a job at, oh, as a research assistant. That's right. For two years in New York. That's right. Yes, I, I had a PhD job. Program. Yes, okay. I had a job. Yeah. Um, I would, I would say dating. I think I had bad experience with college admissions, but I don't think I want to keep dwelling on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I thought you never got rejected. Fine Western. Well, I, I'm saying like it would be a worse rejection. Oh. oh, there's something she's not telling us. Don't reject me, Alex. I, I, have I? I'm saying for the future. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Coach Alex, what do you think? I, I'm kind of scared now. <laughs> Mine would be job, though. Mm-hmm. I think that's the one I struggled with the most. The other two I can kind of easily brush off, but with because with college you're gonna end up going to a college, mm-hmm. you know, whether you get rejected to your to your topics or not. It means you'll always have safety. In my case, it was UC Berkeley. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then dating as well. I feel like as long as you put yourself out there, you'll find somebody. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, there's an initial struggle of having to go on first dates and stuff, but. You'll find someone eventually. Oh, uh, I don't know about that. No? Okay. You can say it during your time. <laughs> uh, but then the job, though, you know, I studied English and wanted to go into something related. And it's, you know, obviously very hard. But it's hard for a lot of folks, you know, in whatever they study. Um, but if I wasn't in a good enough spot, I would have probably had to just take any job that's outside of my, my field of study. Um, but I was fortunate enough not to have done that. So that's why, yeah, job for sure, because it, it took so, it was a lot of work trying to get that first job. Mm. Yeah, that I wanted. Okay. Go to Chad. Well, I'll say dating is the hardest one. That one that one is the one where you, it hurts the most. Mm-hmm. The other two is uh, whatever. Although I think job is the least one out of the three. Wow, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think... Mm. The way that I view it is I get a lot of stress from like college, like any any sort of admissions and job opportunities. But dating is just a little more, there's just a little more emotions attached to it. All right. So I think that's why it makes it mm. harder. Especially for you too. Worst. Yeah, I'm 80% feeling. So. Yeah, Chad's like 120. <laughs> what the fudge? <laughs> I mean, All yeah, right. I wish I was more like a psychopath like Alex, so then I wouldn't have that kind of emotion. All right. Like, like people, people who job is hard. Okay. I, I would say dating as well, probably. So that just, like, cuts you to the core. It's, like, judging you, really, not, like, your experiences or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say second, just everybody's kind of rating them, ranking them, I do would be second is job. Or, no, no, sorry, second is college. Because it's, like, time-based. You don't get to, like, reapply to college. Well, like, you kind of can, but, you know, it's, for the most part, it's, like, you have that one little window. Yeah. I mean, you could have multiple different windows, depending, you know, for the most part, right? It's, like, the undergrad, then grad, you know, transfer. Mm -hmm. But you can't just be like, oh, I didn't get it this time, I'll just try again next time. You know, it doesn't quite work like that. Mm -hmm. So that can be hard if you're looking for, like, a particular school. Yeah. Um... And then jobs is the least, just because, like, they're just, like, even though there's not, like, the big old waves of people, you know, every time, they're just, like, always are new jobs, right? You get rejected from one, but, you know, it's like, okay, I can just try again later. And and it can be, like, a daily thing. I guess, like, that, that grind can be hard, but it's, I think it's just different from, the, like, oh, I didn't get it. I didn't get in. I'm never getting in. You know, it's it's final, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, so the purpose of the Sorry Charlie Day is to see that we're not alone in our struggles of rejection. It gives us a chance to reflect on our experiences and see how much we have grown through various life experiences. Um, So, yeah, we should all feel good about how much we have achieved and, you know, feel confident knowing that 
we will be able to overcome any future hardships. So any listeners listening on Sorry Charlie Day, maybe take a moment to kind of reflect, but also, you know, feel good about where you are in life. Okay. How would you how would you rate Sorry Charlie Day? Go to Chad. Oh. If you were to give it a rating and this oh. fun national holiday. I would give it um would I give Shake Shack burger? <laughs> Something low. Uh, I'll give this day. Uh, I'll, I'll give it a three. I'll be generous. Three. Oh, okay. Okay. Three out of four. All right. Go to Alex. Uh, Shake Shack. He gave a point five. <laughs> oh. Oh shoot. So why? Why you? Why you asking? I went too high. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. I'll give. I'll give it a two point five. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm gonna give this day. Do I want to do it? Uh, I'll give it a zero. Ooh. Oh, shit. I, I I'm too like... high. Can I, can, I, can I give it a one? You already won it. I'll give it a one. So I'm going to give it a zero, but this is only for myself, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to take away from any of your experiences with rejection, but I don't see it as something that we should celebrate. Yeah. So I, I yeah, give it a zero. Got you, Maddox? Or got you, um, I'll give it like a a two. Like I, you know, it's every once in a while. I guess it's okay to talk about, it and I guess it gives us an excuse to talk about it. But mm. uh, I don't want to do it too much. Yes, why? <laughs> it's good. There's a day for it. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would. I would also do like. I guess I would give it a three. I think it's a good opportunity to kind of reflect on where I am in life currently. Um, I also don't do so well with rejections and also like any sort of like any sort of comments towards me, really. Uh, (laughs) I take it kind of negatively. And so I think it's good for me to kind of see how much I've come and how much I've done to be at where I am and I'm, I'm pretty happy where I am right now um, with school um, with my relationship and and all so alright go to Chad can you close us out well let's get this uh, ended with a little, uh, some snaps oh thank oh. you Charlie <laughs> Charlie's <laughs> wow okay alright Spice Gang thank you for listening to our podcast follow us everyone on social media for the latest updates at Coach John Gang and on Instagram at gochujang underscore gang. And don't forget to try out this episode's gochujang recipe dish, which was... Ojingo sangyeopsal bulgogi. Or said in English. Squid pork belly bulgogi. Alright, see you next time. Bye. 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 Oh, spicy.